previously on Banana Laser. Help! Somebody help me! Is someone there? Dave? Mazel! Oh, thank fuck! What are we doing here? Why are we chained to the wall? Hang on! I found a mini cassette player with a note that says, Play me. Hello, Daisy and Lizelle. I want to play a game. You call yourself Banana Laser and talk horror movies on your pathetic excuse of a podcast. But now, I want you to actually challenge yourself and put out a good show for once. I want you to watch and review the Saw series. If you make it through these movies and give us a good podcast, then I will actually want to listen to. I will let you live. If you don't, I will leave you here to rock. Let the games begin. Ah! Ah! Oh, fuck. What a fucking nightmare. Oh, shit. Having to watch all the Saw movies. And to be trapped in that bathroom. Glad it's over. It's not over, Wazell. Ah! What the fuck? It wasn't a dream? God damn it, we're still here? Yep. My nightmare is just beginning. I got a Taco Supreme talking back at me over here. You guys aren't alone in here either. What the fuck? Who is that? If you're the cocksmoker that put us in here, get ready to fucking shit your eyeballs out, motherfucker. Hit those lights, Wazell. What the fuck? It's Johnny Krug. Ah, great. I wake up chained to the wall in what looks like the bathroom from goddamn train spotting. But the worst part is I'm here with the douchebag banana laser guys. Look, Johnny, this asshole put us all in here to review the Saw series and put out a quote-unquote good podcast. So, it's somebody that knows you have a shitty podcast? That could be anybody, really. Haha, <laughs> real fucking funny. Will you review Saw 2 with us, and maybe this prick will let us go? As long as the listeners of Kruger Nation don't hear it, they never forgive me for doing a show called Banana Laser. The fuck does that even mean? I'm sure by the end of this you'll understand. Let's get into this. What's up, assholes? And welcome to Banana Laser. We're back with our Saw retrospective. My name is Matt. Wazell, if you're nasty. And with me, as always, is the guy who's also chained up to... Hey, Dave, you're taking a leak now? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dave Z, what the fuck is up, Dave Z? Fuck, man, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> At least be happy I'm going in this fucking water bottle over here. At least I'm not pissing on the floor by you. Jesus, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're on opposite ends of the room here, but fuck, here we are, chained up again. We uh, did not successfully uh, make a good podcast, I guess, <laughs> on the last show, so here we are doing Saw 2. So. Yeah, we got help, so we have a shot now. That's right. I told, we, we said that we got a lot of special <laughs> guests coming in, and we got, we got a friend here. Uh, everybody welcome Johnny Krug to the show. 
What's up, guys? I uh, I was just wondering if Dave could uh, have the courtesy of turning off the light before he starts pissing in front of us. <laughs> I'm just glad Sorry, he saves man. his masturbating sessions when we pass out. Um, so that's good. Yeah, so <laughs> we got Johnny Krug here, uh, host of Kruger Nation. Great podcast. Check it out. Since we might end up dying down here, uh, Johnny, why don't you tell the people uh, where they can find your show and stuff like that? You can check it out. Uh, it's available on iTunes. Just search Kruger Nation. The website is KrugerNation.com. That's pretty much it. You can uh, find me on Facebook. I'm pretty much Johnny Krug everywhere on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Johnny Krug. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it, uh, even though the circumstances aren't the most ideal. But uh, hey, we've we'll we got to get through this. So, yeah, we're, we're happy to have you. So, yeah, we're talking Saw 2, 2005. Uh, the sequel that came out a year later, and this this has got sequel all over it because you know it's almost it's not a, co- a carbon copy of the first movie, but it's it's definitely it has all the rules of a sequel, and that is bigger, badder, more deaths, more police, you know, more catchphrases. It's got uh, ramen noodles and shit like that. It's got everything. So <laughs> ramen noodles, huh? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Jigsaw is is uh, is really a main focus in this movie, whereas in the last movie, he was barely in it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's, he's one of the more interesting elements about the movie because of the ending and all that stuff. But he uh, really takes focus uh, in this movie. But I was watching it today and it got me thinking, you know, especially with the, the sequels in mind coming up, but... It got me thinking, do people really need to see uh, this, the first one to watch this one? It kind of seemed like they could watch this one by itself and kind of get everything. What do you guys think? I think for sure. I mean, especially since they did the whole, uh, what do they do? They did that whole uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 where they had a completely separate script written and they just called it Saw 2. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's why it feels so kind of just disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really, this this movie right here kind of sets, kind of takes uh, takes the ball, so to speak. I would say you definitely have to watch this movie if you're going to watch any of the sequels because you'll just be way fucked up. But I kind of thought that maybe you could just start with this one. You wouldn't necessarily have to see the first one, and you you would get it. So yeah, but it adds to it having seen the first one. It definitely because, does. Yeah, you know the story of Amanda and everything else, and you know the backstory on Jigsaw and. In the end, you know, and especially towards the end when they come to the the room that the guys were in from the first one, in the, the white yeah. bathroom, you know. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, it, it does help. It does add something to You know, I, I hate to jump all the way to the end, but you just sparked uh, something. Now, they go to that bathroom at the end, and the bodies of Zepp and Adam are still there, and clearly yeah. they've been there for weeks if not months, does Jigsaw just not have a a cleanup plan in place? Is he just <laughs> he's just kill him and they're like, well, there you're gonna sit, you know? And he probably still lives upstairs, you know. He's got to live with a stench for the rest of his life, or seemingly however long that may be. But I thought that was kind of strange. Well, they're gonna the people that get locked in there. Shit, if they don't die from the traps, they're gonna die from the damn human decay, the disease. Oh, they're gonna <laughs> die of the stench. I yeah. Think. It's so thick in there. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. What's-his-name is in big trouble. The fucking the focus of this movie. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Detective uh, Matthews. Yeah, Matthews, uh, played by Donnie Wahlberg. Holy shit. Yeah. New Kids on the Block. Bitches on my jack like new kids on the block. Right. Is that one of their songs? (laughs) Holy shit. No, it's one of my songs. Okay. (laughs) This is one of the things where I think they – they went bigger with everything, but I think they kind of skimped on the actors in this one. Mm -hmm. Because the first movie of Carol's and Danny Glover – and in this movie, they're like, let's throw a fucking new kid in there in a seventh heaven and yeah. <laughs> let's oh, just yeah. throw some people into this thing. Yeah, I take back, and also, you know, I may have knocked the acting in the first one, but I take that all back because <laughs> holy you saw shit, this one? <laughs> is the acting just terrible in this one? Uh, I mean, you know, Donnie Wahlberg as Eric Matthews, he does okay, you know, but uh, uh, I mean, if we're talking about all of the people in the main trap, Nine times out of ten, with most of them, I could I could give two shits about them. And I think that's just a lot of that is the acting and how they portray it. But uh, let's start at the beginning. Okay, so we open slam bam on a, a really cool trap. When you take when you leave Saw One, one of the main things you take away is the traps. You know that's like the the main thing you think of when you think about these Saw movies. And so they had to open with like a big trap, and I'm glad that they did. One thing I noticed is that. Uh, this scene really mirrors the Amanda scene from the first one, not just in the kind of style of the trap, but in the direction of the movie, uh, you know, with the, like the really quick flashes and stuff like that. And the, the, the camera spinning around the character and stuff like that. So Darren Lynn Bowsman, he directed this movie He's a new time director. And, but to me, you wouldn't even notice you know, like when you just start watching this movie, it just seems like, man, this looks like this, the guy who directed the first one is directing this one. Do you guys think he did a good job? What do you think? I think he did a good job, but I, I disagree with you on the uh, really it, it looking the same. It looks like a car. I mean, there's all the there's all the uh, uh, the flash flash imagery, the really fast stuff, the handheld camera work. I mean, it's all handheld, really. You know, because they had to shoot it so fast and stuff like that. The beginning. Uh, I'll give you that. The thing in the beginning and the, yeah. and the trap looking like um, Amanda's from the part one. Absolutely. That whole scene, it, it, yes, that. But once the movie itself gets going after that, Saw 2 takes on a look that all the other ones after this mirror that look. To me, Saw 1 looked much different, probably because the majority of it's in, the, in that white room. It just looks a lot clearer. And there's something about the the tones. Uh, I was just going to say that. And on, right? It doesn't look kind of like a... Not to diss it, but kind of like a direct-to-DVD uh, look about it. And you would think oh. that part one would look better or, or would would have that look. But to me, part two and on have that look more. Well, and, and this one, like, uh, like you know, Argento plays with reds and blues, and then Tim Burton's got all the, the blacks and whites and stuff. This movie, to me, like, it had a lot of yellows and greens. And, and mm-hmm. like Dave said, it really does, uh, like, carry on through the sequels after this. Hmm. Whereas yeah. the first the first movie is just kind of blank because they're in that that like dank room, right? Yeah, you're right. This this definitely to me it felt like a green. <laughs> the color green came through a lot. It felt like we were inside the Matrix. Or <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, the color tones were much different, and mm-hmm. that that's what I'm saying about two and on, where one had a different look to it. That that's the only thing I was saying about disagreeing about it looking like the same. Because and it's weird because when you when you get towards the end of the movie when we get back to that white room. That looks a lot better than than the first saw because mm-hmm. it's obviously you know it's bigger budget and everything else now and it looks really good, but for whatever reason they take that tone that color tone throughout the the remainder of the series, and I 
uh, I don't know. It looks kind of cheap to me. I just think it's a, a bad choice of colors. But, you know, a lot of people started doing that after the Saw series. It just mm-hmm. kind of became a, a trend. But I don't know. I'm not crazy about the way it looks. but oh well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and, and honestly, I feel like some of the stuff is almost too kinetic for me. You know, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know, but some of the stuff I'm like, whoa, slow down. You know, they're, they're flashing stuff on the screen so fast, and it's like, wait, what was that? What? What's happening? I think you know, put put the put my wallet in my mouth because I'm about to have an epileptic seizure and shit. I was just gonna say that, dude. Can can people with epilepsy even watch this kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't think so, man. It should come with a warning, definitely. Could you imagine on the big screen all these flashes and shit? Oh my god! I, now this I didn't see in the theater. I saw the first one in the theater multiple times. I didn't go back to the theater until probably saw five. Wow. Yeah, yeah, which is strange for me because nowadays, if I even halfway enjoyed a movie, I'd probably definitely go see the sequels. And you saw numer- multiple times. You said saw the original at the theaters. I saw it twice. Yeah. So you were a big fan of it. I really liked it. Yeah, but it's one of those movies where. Uh, uh, the more times you watch it, you know, you see the flaws in just the filmmaking. And that's not to discredit the filmmakers. You know, they, they had to film it really fast and stuff like that. But whenever your story is so hinging so much upon key plot elements, you know, and stuff like that, it, it just lessens it with each viewing. Yeah. But no, I, I, I mean, I was blown away. You're right. At the end of it, you know, the first time I watched it, when he stands up, it's like, what the fuck? This is amazing. He's he's Kaiser Soze. Holy shit. You know, and but yeah, the more times you watch it, just it's less effective. Well, that's what happened to me, too, with the first one. I went and saw it and uh, there was a little bit of buzz about it. And I remember after seeing it within the first couple of weeks, I had to take people back to see it. I was mm-hmm. like, you got to check this shit out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody expected that ending. No. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. All, all the that we discussed it last show. I'll hold on to that there forever. That's one of the big things about that movie. You know, shit. It was freaking a game changer. It was something you wanted to go and show people. It's kind of like maybe what people felt when they first saw Friday the Thirteenth with Jason jumping out of the water at the end. You know. Ah, uh, well, that will never get old to me, right there. No, well, of course not. Not mm. the guys like us, but I mean, <laughs> we do, we can't compare to what happened in the eighties and you know yeah. that era. But this was one of the things which, which was great about modern, you know, modern horror movies. Matter of fact, there's probably not a bigger, no, there's no probably about it. Since Saw came out, it's been the only real horror icon that we've had is mm-hmm. Jigsaw now. You know, yeah, as far as like a, yeah, as far as like a, a, a human persona, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's why they made so many of these. I mean, it's one of the reasons, but yeah, you know, it's really uh, something that. And the uh, just the ideals of this guy, you know, quote unquote, murdering people, you know, and uh, I mean, Dave, you said it before. You want a jigsaw in every town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. I admit it. <laughs> yeah. And he gets better. He gets more likable as the series goes on. Yeah, likable. I think well, you see me. you see some uh, crime go down. You see the streets getting cleaned up pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Boondock Saints scenario or some shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, let's talk about this. You know, he, his name is Jigsaw, and that was a complaint I had with the first movie. It's like his M.O. was all kind of disjointed. The press called him Jigsaw, and so I'm glad they, they brought that up in this movie. Um, Eric Matthews flat out asked him, you know, he's like, uh, after he says, hello, my name is John, he's like, isn't your name Jigsaw? He's like, that's 
not my name. It's what the press gave me. He's like, well, what about this uh, piece of flesh you take out, out of all your victims? And he explains that, and I really like that. He's like, no, it's, it's to symbolize the missing uh, survival instinct of all these people, that they, they just don't have that. And so I'm glad they addressed that point, continuing from the first movie, because I had a big problem with that. It just didn't seem to click with me. Yeah, um, I thought of that too when I watched it this last time that you had said that. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember they did, I remember that they did say something in two. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the exact explanation was, but I knew they touched upon it in this movie, mm-hmm. and, and, and it makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it, and this, you know, that's uh, kind of the crux of this movie, is that you're introduced right away after the first scene to you know eric matthews and his fucked up life and they they capture they don't capture but they find out where jigsaw lives lives based on you know the manufacturing piece on this waffle iron you know trap in the first scene they figure out where he is they bust in he's there eating his ramen noodles you know reading some books (laughs) and showing out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and uh but yeah the and this this whole interview kind of uh, uh, goes down between him and and Detective Matthews, and I really enjoyed this element of the movie because at the end of the first movie, all you want is more about this guy, uh, Jigsaw. Who is he? What is he about? And this, uh, they kind of just flat out lay it out here. They're like, okay, well, w- w- let's give it to you. We're going to have two guys talking back and forth for almost half the movie. Did you guys like how upfront it was with this character? I did, and I think that the uh, the payoff actually it works really well because I don't know if we're ever meant to like Donnie Wahlberg at all in this movie. I don't think so because yeah. <laughs> he's right. he's a douche to everybody. Oh yeah, oh my god, it feels so bad for his son, uh, n- and not just because he has a chain wallet. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> this was in the nineties, dude. What year was this made? I know. Five. <laughs> They're really holding on to that fucking style right there. Uh, <laughs> That's also the asshole who's in Scream 4. I looked it up. I'm like, he looks familiar. I knew I recognized that dude. He's one of the kids in Scream 4. That's one of the fucking videographer nerds. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Matthew's son? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one with the camera on his head in Scream 4, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which, uh, yeah, so I I found that funny, but not more funny than his chain wallet. That fucking had me cracking up. (laughs) <laughs> just jinko jeans yeah jinko jeans <laughs> oh he's getting ready to head to a rave yeah oh, my god um yeah so the fucking SWAT team bust in on Jigsaw's hideout and uh I like this because they they bring back you know another part of Jigsaw's MO it's real quick but they bring back Billy the Puppet and uh, he doesn't oh, really say anything. He just has that maniacal laugh that, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's in every single Saw movie. I like that, but um, I, I, I'm just wondering why he had this thing set up. Because he takes out, like, four SWAT members. <laughs> you know, like, the stairwell is rigged, and he breaks one of the guy's legs breaks. And then it looks like the like three other guys get electrocuted. I don't know, something like yeah. that. But didn't he want them to come there? So why wouldn't he just like you know hit the off switch or something? <laughs> That's like what that? I was thinking. Yeah. Right? It was it was kind of a dick move because yeah. he was expecting them to come. He was completely calm about it, sitting there reading, eating his noodles. He knew what his whole game plan was. He game plan was he had to have the encounter with Matthews. He knew he was coming. He knew SWAT was coming. He had the whole game set up. You know. Also, what would have <laughs> happened? What would have happened if Matthews went in first? Yeah, no shit. Game over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Be> over, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, well and, and it looked like those guys were fried to death. I mean, you don't really know. And so that goes against this whole Jigsaw not being a murderer thing, which he... he there, there's no way to get around that. He flat out says himself in this movie, I, well, I've never actually killed anyone. They've all, you know, chosen. They've all chosen to, to murder themselves or whatever. Right, they give them a choice. Right. Yeah. And, okay, well, it's like, well, it looks like you just killed at least three SWAT guys. <laughs> and, and later on in the game, uh, you know, let's see... Uh, that blonde chick from Seventh Heaven or whatever, whatever, she definitely, you know, dies from overexposure to a poison gas. Yeah, she's uh, spitting up blood a, and stuff. Yeah, in a place yeah. that you put her in. So how can you say you didn't kill her? You know what it's I mean? A, it, it's a little flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is but, flawed. But that's why I said later on in the series, he becomes more likable. And what I mean by that is that, yeah, we discussed it on, when we talked about Saw 1. Same thing here. He doesn't have all innocent victims in this one or the first one. I think as the series progresses, there's more justification in everything he does. And that's why that's what I meant by, you know, more likable. He mm-hmm. in, in a sense cuz you know, he's dealing with a lot of depraved fucking people. A lot a lot of the victims, you know, in this movie, yes, but also they're also victims themselves. There are Matthews victims cuz he framed them. Mm-hmm. So you you also feel some sympathy for them. But once again as the series goes on, um, he, he, the people that he, you know, entraps become more deplorable in their mm-hmm. actions, and, and therefore, you know, I don't know. It seems like it, it switches for me later on, and that's when I start rooting for Jigsaw. But right now, <laughs> not, not so much. I mean, he, yeah, he does just whack them fucking cops, and you know, he's and, not practicing what he preaches. And, and Matthews is a total dick. Okay, clearly, but at the same time. Okay, he'd locked up all these assholes in this movie. Well, one is a kidnapper. Uh, one is a drug dealer. Uh, f- uh, shit, I don't... Well, yeah, we don't... but the other one was like a whore. Right? One was like a petty criminal. Like, she just yeah. stole some stuff. Is that yeah. the blonde chick? Because yeah. I was wondering what she... So she did some Winona Ryder shit. Yeah, she just and stole some shit. The range is so vast. <laughs> like, yeah. you have a serial killer in there pretty much with a girl who stole some Tic Tacs. <laughs> like how'd you think that shit was gonna end oh man it, you know it'd be funny if years down the line jigsaw cleaned up the streets so much that he's just like oh my god i need i need a fucking criminal to fucking to fucking torture uh, uh that guy stole some gum fucking lock him up pig mask grab syringe chain wall die <laughs> you, you see like a McDonald's bag come out of some guy's passenger window of his car <laughs> and Jigsaw's just getting the gears ready I hate littering <laughs> give a hoot don't pollute you are not, you are not grateful uh, for what Mother Earth has given you <laughs> he, he, bas- he basically becomes Beverly Sutfin from Serial Mom <laughs> oh my god uh, oh. you're wearing white after Labor Day <laughs> That's Jesus. awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, but he yeah. is a prick, and you are right about later on with that girl because they they were supposed to have like three hours or whatever to get out, and mm-hmm. then you know the agent's gonna take over your whatever the hell he says. The poison agent that's in the air is gonna get to you, but you have this much time to get out. So as long as you get out within this time, guess what? You're okay. Well, clearly that was a lie. If it was three hours, that girl fucking died in two straight straight overdose on the gas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah. Did so, they ever say what kind of gas that was? I don't no. think so. But but the, the, the antidote was like some reanimator shit. I don't it know if green. I would have it was, injected it was that. Green. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
you kidding me? No, no thanks. I'll take my chances. Um, <laughs> it did look like reanimator shit. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, but let's talk about, okay, so we talked about the first trap. And it, well, not really. You know, now if you woke up in this trap, you have sixty seconds, or this thing's going to close in your face. You can try to get out by cutting open your eye. Ugh. Don't you think you'd just be like, "Hey, well, this is it. Uh, there's no, there's no way that I'm going to try and cut open my face and get and hurt myself and be in all kinds of pain because, I, you know, there, you can't do that in sixty seconds. There's no way." <laughs> you know, I I would have uh, I'd be more likely to stab somebody in the stomach, look through their intestines for a key, than I would be to, to cut open my own eye. I think I just let the thing close. Well, you would probably die almost immediately if it closed on your head. That's less pain than That's, digging yeah. something out of your face. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, <laughs> it's going to be an instant death. Why do I want to live sixty seconds of excruciating pain inflicted by myself? Nah, I'll take the instant death. Thanks, yeah, Jigsaw. Yeah, I'll take my chances. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Dude barely even tries, if you noticed. Oh, yeah, he, he gives really up shit. rather easily, yeah. Yeah, but Which, that's why. I mean, the odds yeah. were against him way too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was exactly. a prick move again. It really was. <laughs> He's still a prick. I'm telling you, Jigsaw's a prick so so far through two movies. He's still that, a prick. That could have been one of uh, Amanda's traps. We don't know, do we? Does that ever come uh, back again? No, oh, I don't think they ever explained that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about some of the other traps in this movie. And I'm not talking like, you know, the just the, the gun at uh, on the eye hole or anything like that. But like some of the main traps where they have to listen to a cassette tape. Uh, you know, you got the, um, what do we got? The uh, pit full of syringes. That was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, you could just feel, <laughs> when she's digging her hands in that, oh, oh my God. And that's not even like uh, gruesome or gory or anything like that, but everybody has gotten a shot with a needle. And so you could just, ugh. When he throws her in there, just, just it's so irking, you know? Dude, and she's acting her ass off because you really believe she is instant. I mean, I think as far as the acting in this goes, I think she's probably, more, probably top notch. As far as the rest of them go. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, well, I don't did. have any problems with Shawnee Smith. Maybe a little at the end, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, she's definitely one of the better ones outside of Tobin Bell. Well, when she gets well, out of that so- pit, man, she's like just laying there like weeping, dude, with needles sticking out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you believe it. Like that's probably what anybody would do. Yeah. It, it's excruciating to watch. And it, just like you said, there's there's no gore. And it's so good that there doesn't have to be, you know? It's just excruciating because, right. like, everybody knows. Fucking, and she's rifling through it like her hands are like rakes. And she's fucking going through those syringes. And they're sticking out of her hands and her back. Like, oh, man. Yeah, that's fucking sick. It's not a death scene, but but it's a damn good freaking torture scene, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's oh. right. It's, it's a, and that's rare for these movies to see somebody in a trap and not get killed because. She did it, what, twice? Yeah, no shit. Right? Huh. Yeah. So, Jeez. so could you? I mean, do you think Jigsaw was just watching on like a monitor? She gets thrown into this pit. Like, oh shit! I didn't expect that. <laughs> My plan is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that was. I mean, even her being a part of it. I mean, she didn't know she was going to get thrown into a pit of needles. Probably. Mm-hmm. No, and yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that all this happens before uh, the cops figure out where Jigsaw is? So he's seen all this. 
It's like a nail biter. He's there. It's like primetime television. He's got his popcorn. He's like, all right, Amanda, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my chip. God. She's in the fucking pit. Oh, my God. My plan is fucking ruined. Oh, my God. Call Hoffman. <laughs> He's got the cheese whiz out and the ramen noodles. <laughs> you know, that's why he's eating ramen noodles, man. He spends so much goddamn money on traps. Oh, Jesus Christ. He'd be yeah, eating no like shit. filet mignon every night if he wasn't fucking buying so many rusty gears. And especially like how much money is he putting towards like chemotherapy and I was just like gonna that say, first cancer? It's like that's yes. got to take a lot of money. Shit, <laughs> and that was a big problem. That's why later on, and I think part six they cover it. That fucking that everything is expensive for him to, uh, you know, he can't afford the treatments that they want to give him and everything else. Well, maybe if he wasn't spending all the money on traps, he might have had a better shot. <laughs> I want to see this the cut scene where Jigsaw wins the lottery, and he's like, "Finally, <laughs> I can start building bigger traps." Ah, uh, fine. I just won uh, ten grand. I can finally build that. Uh, that uh, that pit of needles. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, but all like friggin' by Marquis de Sade. <laughs> He's sailing down a river of blood. It's never never been touched by human hands. Yeah. <laughs> There's no earthly way of knowing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Hey, that that movie was kind of like Saw. They all keep getting dispatched. Holy shit. Right? Oh my god, you're blowing my mind here, Jeff. Willy Wonka, the original jigsaw. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Man. Oh. That's right. He it was all morality tales. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and Mike TV was an asshole. He deserved it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so uh so yeah, that's one trap. What's another trap? Uh the chick it's closer to the end. The chick is all fucked up, and she. Uh, oh, <laughs> I like yeah. how she opens up the envelope. She sees the cassette and just like throws it to the ground. Fuck you! I'm getting this thing. Sticks her hands in this, uh, in this, uh, in this glass case, and she can't get them out because it, you know, has some weird uh, razor blade scenario. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought this was okay. It's one of the weaker uh, kind of traps. It seemed to me like you could get out of it though. Well, I mean, and what is, what is she? Does she just bleed out? Is that the, yeah, the plan? I, well, we don't know. I, it's we would assume so, I guess, but I, yeah, we we don't see her fate. Last we see of her, uh, the big the big burly guys looking at the, the back of her neck for for the number. The number, so, right? Mm-hmm. She would shred her fucking. If in order to get out of that thing, she would have to shred her fucking muscles right off her bones. Oh yeah, that's what. Uh, I would so that guy, that that uh, Chavez guy, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's a like a pop star or something in real life. Is that right? What? what? <laughs> yeah, he's either a rapper or a pop singer. His name is Frank Frankie G. To the internet, I must see I, a video. I'm pretty <laughs> sure when they cast, I, I'm pretty sure when I this first came out, I was like, they have a rapper or a, a pop star in this. Holy shit! I had no idea that guy's like a. I just can't see that because he's he is, menacing. <laughs> he's a fucking gigantic prick, and he's a, he's a huge dude. I can't see him doing boys to men cover songs or anything like that. Oh my god! Maybe we can hire him to do uh, our theme song, Dave. There's the guy. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna get him or Matt Wessel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go to the internet and Google Matt Wessel and see what comes up. He's that guy is styling on the keyboards, man. Oh, I already took care of that. Don't worry. He'll change. He'll change. Oh, I'm telling the listeners. He'll change your life. No, I took care of it for the listeners too, buddy. 
Oh, oh my God. Okay. I already got on that shit. I'm going to give you some credit. <laughs> oh, great. I wasn't on that one fucking slide. No way. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> yep, it's on the group page already, I promise. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, Matt Wessel. Yeah, we need to and, hire and, that guy. Yeah, him and Frankie G. Rock and roll. <laughs> Jesus. That but he out. was a prick. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it seemed like he didn't have to be. He's just... He's just an asshole, and and Straight later up. in the movie when he kills, uh, he kills that guy. You know, uh, he figures it out that, that there's a con- there's a safe in the room they all wake up in that has the antidote in it for all of them, and the jigsaw is very cryptic, and he says, "Oh, the numbers in the back of your mind." You know, it turns out it's in, it's tattooed or inked on the back of their neck. Okay, well this fucking guy figures it out. What's the first thing he does? is murder a guy to get the number. It's like, what? Just tell him. And so you can get the fuck out of there. I don't fucking understand. You're that much of a prick, you know? (laughs) Yeah, he didn't explain. Is that the black black dude Jonas that he beats... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. man. That that, that was pretty uncalled for. The guy was even reaching out. He's like, hey, man... You know, I have enemies too. Why are we fighting like we're we're fucking in prison? You know, let's drop this shit. And the guy's like, nope, still going to kill you. You know? He, it's, he says, turn around. That's all. He even, t- he says, turn around. That's all. All he had to say is, turn around, comma, I want to see the number on the back of your neck. And all that could have been avoided. Yep. That's so all he had to say. Let me ask you this, though. So, I, obviously, Jigsaw is supposed to be the villain and stuff. But do you think uh, do you think Sergeant Matthews or uh, that Chavez guy like because I think Chavez is kind of the main villain in this? Yeah, he kind of is because especially at the end, it's like a cat and mouse kind of slashery chase. He's willing to do anything to get these numbers, and he's willing to kill all these people for it. And in fact, it kind of leads up to uh, them overcoming him and killing him. Which is actually uh, my uh, my banana split of the movie. At the end, when th- when that little fucking jerk off hacksaws his neck, and it just fucking the blood flows. That's that's the kill I like the best. That's my banana split right there. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, good. Yeah, it's my banana split. For a while, I thought it was gonna be the um the guy in the beginning with the uh, the gunshot and the people yeah. fucking mm-hmm. our general style. But, I actually um, forgot about the uh, this Frankie G getting killed at the end but yeah it's something with me and throat slashes man i yes. fucking love him dude I mean, yeah he got pretty way. good yeah and he was very 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 deserving of it i think that <laughs> might be the other thing too it's like all the other characters even though they've done bad things you're still kind of sympathetic to them and stuff like that he um, cut like a whole like breakfast ham out of the back of his neck man Okay. Like, yeah, how that. did he know, right? Yeah. Like, he had that much spot to work with in that much time. He got the exact fucking <laughs> piece of skin that he needed. And then on top of that, the funny part is he puts it in his pocket. But then, yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to get this, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> you know squish. This, well, <laughs> is it, doesn't it remind you of like something like that would be in like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or Devil's Rejects? Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. It's a little too hokey. It is camp, kind of... dude. It's, it's really campy. It yeah. would have been hilarious if he looked at it. And you don't really see it, but it would have been funny if he looked at it and it's clearly the wrong spot on his neck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> or, or if he cut off like half the number and he doesn't know if it's an eight or a three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what I really hate about it is that uh, they try to give this so much gravity and weight 
similar to when Dr. Gordon cuts his foot off. Yeah. Uh, because it's at the end of the movie. It's self-inflicted. Um, it's it's horrific, so to speak. But they're even playing the same, like, you know, they're playing a the theme music to really, like, build it up and stuff. But it just doesn't hold nearly the same amount of weight as him cutting his foot off. I mean, that was some crazy shit. This guy you don't give a fuck about. Who who cares? Yeah, cut your fucking neck off. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, and, and the first movie, though, like, it, it builds, like, it starts off and it gradually gets to that point, whereas this mm-hmm. movie, like, it starts off at 10, man. It's mm-hmm. like, like, they're already, you know, getting, I mean, it's already pretty violent, so, I mean, it doesn't, that's why I don't think it has the same kind of uh, impact. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, this guy got burned to death. Oh, that uh, was pretty bad. But, uh, but yeah, oh, you just cutting off part of your neck, you know, oh, crazy. You know, you're going to walk away from that. Give me a fucking break. But, yeah, uh, it's like you said, sequel. It's fucking it's an obvious thing that they tried to do to be like the first one, but mm-hmm. clearly it doesn't have anywhere near the same effect for all the reasons you mentioned. That's, yeah, that didn't work. And, and he, uh, Here's what I was thinking. He got all those numbers, okay? He, even if he would have succeeded, do you think he would have figured out the second part of the equation? No, <laughs> yeah. Over the no window? way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's like, all right, I got fucking... Uh, uh, 10 numbers here or whatever uh, you know like and there's so many combinations it's like the guy in the first movie you know with the candle and covered in the, the flammable shit gel and, and shit like that good oh, luck wait. buddy good no, he figured that out he's no fucking brainiac you know obviously that's something that uh, Jigsaw did right though at least he didn't put somebody in there who had like past crimes of being like a safe cracker <laughs> yeah no <laughs> shit that are insightful, thought-provoking, and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong f***ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.kruegernation.com. They find out that this one guy, Jigsaw, paid to kidnap everyone. And oh, then he Obi. Threw, His name's and, Obi, right? Yeah. Obi, okay. Obi. As, Obi. Oh, Obi. Obi Wan Kenobi. What if he means old Ben? That <laughs> <laughs> strange old hermit. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this fucking asshole, I mean, Jigsaw really fucked this guy. Because he paid him to kidnap all these people and then throws them in there too. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Jesus. That's what he gets. That's what he gets for being that kind of fucking. Yeah, guy. but he he set him up. 
What if he would have never have ever done that in his life? Jigsaw, uh, uh, what do they call it? When the cops trap and they en- he entrapped him. Oh he's, yeah. You know what if he was uh, you know not necessarily a, a high on the hog kind of guy, but what if he's down on his luck and he's like, man, I'll I'll do almost anything to fucking get my next meal. Well, hey, kidnap these eight people for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me it looked like I mean I'm like where did John run into this guy? This guy looked like he just came out of like a methadone clinic. Well, that's exactly where he finds all these people. You find oh, out, yeah. You find I, out later in the yeah in the series. Yeah, there's so many callbacks of all these fucking assholes and baby killers and all sh- kinds of shit. And you know what? Hoffman, too. If they didn't play that angle with, with um, Matthews, uh, they could have made it right later with Hoffman because he has access to police records. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that as I was watching this movie. Like, how did he know? And then it came back to me that it was Matthews. But at first I was thinking, is this linked to Hoffman? But, you know, mm. the movie probably just forgot. It's been too long since I watched Drew because it's one of my, you know, least favorite. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched it in so long. And uh, that thought occurred to me. I'm like, well, so, you know, he's in with the cops. He's in with fucking Hoffman and he's in with uh, Matthews, even though he doesn't like Matthews. But Man, at this but, point he's got a surgeon on his fucking team, you know, supposedly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's crazy. He, he's really building like a, a fucking... Uh, uh, what's it called? The super team of super villains here. Uh, the, oh, the, the Legion ju- of Doom. The Legion of Doom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jigsaw. The Legion of Doom. Yes. <laughs> Starring Jigsaw, and he just turns to the camera and smiles. And Detective <laughs> Hoffman, he turns to the camera and gives a nod or a wink or something. Yeah, Amanda. You know. <laughs> Somebody needs to develop this TV show. This is sounding good. Sergeant Matthews still hanging tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for now. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I, I'm having. A, I guess I watched this uh, when you guys first announced you were doing it. So it's been a little while. But so Abby, when he gets in there, he doesn't. He's not successful at getting anything out of that oven, right? Oh no, absolutely. No, he not. gets one. Well, I mean, if he, I'll tell you what. If he would have been a jerk, he would have been fine. But he—that's what makes no sense about that. It's backwards morality because he, he did, got the, the, he did the right thing. thing. Yes, he did the right thing and got punished for it. That's what I don't get. The first one because he said there's two in there. One's, you know, one's obviously for him. The other one, he's going to give to one of the other people that are trapped. But he gets in there, he gets one, and he could have said, fuck you guys, injected himself and whatever. But he didn't. He actually had to pull, to lay on his back and pull the freaking, you know, the other one from the top that was connected to the chain that closed the door and then, you know, he gets incinerated. So yeah. it, that that didn't make any sense. If any, He should have been rewarded, if anything. He was... Trying to help somebody out. I mean, granted, he was also fearing for his life because fucking, you know, what's his name? Xavier was coming at him with fucking all that force, but still. Yeah, the force. Yeah, Abu Wan <laughs> uh, got taken down by Darth Vader. Uh, holy shit. How about that thing he had, by the way? Do you think that Jigsaw left that there intentionally? That fucking bat with the nails on it? Yeah, oh my oh, god. Oh, hell yeah. That, you what know what weapon. that reminded me of was... Uh, uh, in uh, wrestling, uh, <laughs> wrestling. Holy shit! It, yeah, it's like a thing that they would that fucking Cactus Jack or Terry Funk would have fucking used in those death matches. Terry <laughs> Funk? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> uh, I know. I was gonna say uh, high tension. Uh, the chick has a bat oh, with yes. uh, like barbed wire around it or something like that. Made me think of that. I mean, that thing looks fucking brutal. Who get the black guy gets it? Doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Funny. That's yeah. Enough. He gets a bad man. Mm-hmm. And you know that high tension thing that was lifted from Katniss Jack, the barbed wire and the baseball bat. By the way, they like, took that from wrestling. Yeah, like for real, they've gone on record saying that. 
That, well, I'm just saying, I, I saw it long before that movie came out. That's all I'm saying. They got, they, my guess is they may have gotten that idea. You know, Man, from wrestling is so brutal. They're bringing chainsaws out and axes. <laughs> right at that time it was. This ain't yes. your grandpa's wrestling. <laughs> that yeah, scene yeah. in High Tension uh, where the chick's flicking her bean yeah. at night, that actually was uh, directly inspired by the uncut version of Sound of Music. <laughs> what? Yeah, there, there's a sign where Ju- there's a scene in there where Julie Andrews just goes to town. On <laughs> Fuck you, Nazis! Uh, I'm getting it done. <laughs> yeah, she, she was a dirty girl. You know, she almost got cut from the Mary Poppins ship because she was cursing like a sailor all the time on the set. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. Huh. True story. Yes. <laughs> that so, yeah. almost makes me want to watch that movie, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen High Tension since the first time I saw it. That's the, that's one of the only things I remember about it was the the scene where she's laying in her bed, clitwedling. <laughs> I, I tell you what, the 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 deaths just really you know drew me in in that movie. I really dug it. Oh, it's great! Just the mm-hmm. thing at the end, like I said, that's all. It was a great movie ruined by a fucking a terrible twist ending. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. You're right, but yeah, the, I, I mean, the twist was odd. Come on, the guy masturbating with a with a severed head. Pretty that was awesome. I mean, what? still to this day, it's the only way I can get off. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's full of masturbation. Really, there was a guy jerking off, and fucking she was flicking her beans. What you're telling me in the same movie? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck made this movie? Holy oh, shit! Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Abby, you know, he gets roasted, uh, you know, braised and roasted in this fucking oven, whatever. Uh, did this do it for you guys? I didn't really find this thrilling or or anything. Well, to nope. me, it was like it's like Dave said. It, it it almost was like an uncalled for death, where it was like, oh, so that happened. I mean, yeah. like you didn't feel like you deserved to die, and it was it was just one of those things where there was nothing, you know, uh, spectacular to it, like you would see in other traps. It was just him burning in a furnace. Yeah, it wasn't like cringeworthy, you know. All these, and especially later, all these traps get really cringeworthy, where they just ugh, so gross and mm-hmm. and all this shit. And this was just, yeah, it's really kind of kind of weak. It went on for too long, and you just yeah. didn't give a fuck about the guy. You knew what the end result was going to be. Yeah, just fucking burn already, yeah, burn fuck baby. The suspense, yes, yes. You're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was just. It was just they tried to build suspense with it about a character you didn't care about and a fucking situation yeah that I personally didn't give a fuck about hmm. you know well let me ask you guys this I mean we were talking about the actors earlier as far as the characters go I mean I thought they were all pretty despicable did you care about any of them really uh no um not even the uh not even the little kid Matthew's yeah, son I, I, I didn't was either. like yeah, he's a little prick. <laughs> You know, he gets busted for stealing at an electronics store and shit. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> asshole. You know, yeah, so, I, didn't yeah. feel, I didn't feel bad for these people. Nah, yeah, I didn't either. I think that's uh, unfortunate. It's a down downfall of the movie. Yeah, but, I did feel bad for the kid though. I couldn't help it. You know, in part one though, I mean, you you legitimately feel bad for those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, sure. their their characters held so much more weight to me. Uh, not maybe not Adam, but Doctor Gordon. You know, I mean, by the end where he's cutting his foot off, you know, I just uh, I felt that, you know. So, but yeah, let's talk about you know the other the flip side. Okay, so the cops bust in, and and Jigsaw is waiting on him to get there. Now, what if what if Matthews was a fucking really shitty 
detective, and he didn't have the fever dream where he, you know, figured it out how to find him. How long would he have been sitting there drinking his tea, eating ramen noodles? You know, it, it looked like the next day, but it could have been weeks. You know, he didn't know. Well, yeah, and 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 plus the oxygen was timed just right. Yeah. He already had that shit set up, ready to go, you know, so, I mean, it's like really perfection kind of planning here. Uh, kudos to, to John for being able to do that. Holy shit. <laughs> they're stre- <laughs> they're, the, they're stretching it. Yeah, yeah. That, That's the that height of like... OCD. <laughs> okay. Uh, Got it down to the fucking second. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, yeah, they um, stretch it a bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like the first one, for that matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But still, the back and forth between him and Matthews, you know, uh, Jigsaw, right off the bat, he's like, he tells him, hey, there's a problem in the other room, It's and they go in there, and they see, they see the game going on, and all these monitors are like, holy shit, Matthews sees his son, you know, it's a dire situation, Jigsaw says, hey, I'll fucking get, get you out of this if you just play by these rules, you know, sit down and talk with me, blah, 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 blah. How is, is he really expecting detective matthews to think clearly you've kidnapped my son oh but make sure you listen very very closely i'm gonna say sit down and talk with me he's in a safe quote unquote place get it huh huh get it how come you didn't get it why are you getting angry at me you should have listened to that one sentence huh you know it's like uh, come on dude you're being a little bit too cryptic here well, that's another reason it's pretty much murder, because he knows this guy's a fucking corrupt cop, man. He knows he's not going to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. He so wants no to way... get this guy. Yeah, yeah. there's yes. no way this guy can win. But yeah. there is a way. It, it, well, you know, knowing his, 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 you know, the way he's expecting him to act, yeah, he does probably want him to fail the test. But once again, just like Jigsaw said, if you sit here and talk to me, all you have to do, we're going to play a game. All you have to do is sit here and talk to me for this allotted time. And your son is in a safe and secure place. He'll be returned to you. It's always if he would have done that, he would have won. Granted, he probably didn't expect him to, and he was a prick. So who gives a shit? But at least no harm came to the kid. This there's you. You said it. You said safe and secure. Yeah. Uh, what he says is safe and secure state. I wrote this down because if you're supposed to pick apart every single word he fucking says and read into it a million times over, then I'm like. Okay, he said secure state. So is he in Seattle? Is he in, uh, or you know, is he in, is he in Washington? Is he in Nevada? Uh, what state? God damn it! What state? Well, I just thought it was funny that he he kept saying safe, and I'm like, that's a little too literal. Yeah, nudge, yeah, nudge, he, wink, wink. Say no more. He might as well. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. I didn't get catch it? it the first time either. Do thought, you yeah. fucking get it? Detective Matthews, Hello? <laughs> how many more times do I have to fucking say it? Oh, man. Your son is in a safe and secure <laughs> spot. Uh, would you like some of these combo snacks? <laughs> he's like pointing at the safe. He's like resting his elbow on it. Uh, yep, he's in a safe and secure place. Yeah. <laughs> it's combo snacks. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to play some Contra? Second <laughs> Matthew's like, I don't get it. He's like, well, uh, I don't remember the combo for Infinite Life. <laughs> I don't remember the combo. Oh, my God. Maybe it's safe in my drawer over here. <laughs> like, he just doesn't get it. Like, And that's the thing is this guy is supposed to be – he's a detective, right? Mm. Supposedly. Well, okay. he was a cop. 
he was a an asshole cop out on the street, and he recently, you know, he took. I don't know if it took a promotion or we know he's behind a desk now. Mm-hmm. That's so the he, thickness. He he's not very good at deducting things. <laughs> no. You're right. He had a dream, and that was it. Like you said, the fever dream. Oh yeah, and th- that's all he did. He realized where he was. I detected. Right? I am a detective. <laughs> Kudos to me. Medal, award, ceremony, clap. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's that's what what's her name is for. That's her job. The fucking um, Carrie. You know. Oh yeah. She's, yeah. She's the tits of the fucking organization. Yeah. Not only do we have Tobin Bell back for the sequel, but we have. Uh, what's her name? Dina Meyer. Yeah, Dina Meyer came back yeah, for the detective, sequel. Mm-hmm. Detective Allison Carey. That's mm-hmm. her name. Starship yeah. Troopers. You see her titties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, she's the man. girl. She. You see her titties there, and fucking, I love her. She was on uh, <laughs> nine hundred two and zero back in the day, and she really? was fucking. Yeah. Well, she was slutty on that one too because she was she was banging Dylan. She was a it was in the college years. And she was fucking seducing Dylan, and she was talking dirty to him. And it's hard to explain, but she's she's played these fucking dirty, dirty girl characters. She was a dirty girl in Starship Troopers, and I dig it, man. Oh man, I I fucking dig her. She's you know she's my you know the banana I want to peel. She's fucking more than that. She's freaking, whew, She's the freaking <laughs> banana, the banana punani. That's what she is. Jesus, Dave, you all right? Can I fan you down a little bit? You're ready to howl at the moon. Oh, God. Whoa, mama. Yeah, I like that chick. You know, I'll leave it at that. The the uh, the chick, the banana I got appeal is, and I don't even know her name because I don't know any characters' names, but the Hispanic girl who's oh, her, uh, the prostitute. Her name is uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, is that right? Emmanuel? No really? Emmanuel goes to Bangkok. Yeah, yeah hey. man. <laughs> yeah, Black Emmanuel in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, versus Jason X, make it happen, Hollywood. Come on. I will say this, although I um I would say that the banana I would peel would be Dina Meyer. I did appreciate seeing the slutty chicks nips the whole movie. Yep, I think that's what put it over the top to me because there wasn't. I mean, to me, there wasn't like a real standout chick. I almost picked Shawnee Smith. You know, but then uh, it was probably when I saw her nipples where I was like, oh, okay, it's registering now. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, dude. Shawnee Smith, she looks good around the time this movie was made, and then she looks really good now. But I met her about five years ago, and she had her hair cut, like, short, spiky, and bleach blonde. Ugh. Oh, she was rough looking, dude. Hmm. I don't know what she did that for. I don't know if it was for a movie or something, but, man, she looked like... She looked basically like Annie Lennox in the 80s. <laughs> Walking on broken glass. It's a Saw movie. Get the glass reference. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't, I didn't like, like her hair in, the, in this at all. Yeah, the yeah, short hair, exactly. I don't think it really works for her. Nope. No. She was cuter in part one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like seeing all the, the fucking uh, the marks on her arms. I'm just so turned on by heroin abuse. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, she should have been used to them fucking needles when she got thrown in the pit. You know? <laughs> that's why she didn't mind being tossed in there. Um, but really, this movie—I mean, it's because of her why all this is going on. She even says it at the end of the movie when the twist happens, and what you know, twist? yeah, exactly. That uh, um, you know, uh, Detective Matthews was her first subject, essentially. So it's like would. 
would Jigsaw uh, even have, you know, put him in a game to begin with? It was all, you know, depending on her and what she wanted to do, which is get revenge, essentially, on this guy. That's why he didn't have a chance. You're right. Um, in a yeah. matter of speaking, mm-hmm. he had a chance. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> you don't think he had a chance uh, at all? No, I mean, once he sees, I mean, put yourself in the scenario where if you see your son, uh, you know, being held captive, you're just going to go red. And you're not going to get all these little cues that this fucking asshole is laying down for you. All you're going to want to do is beat the shit out of him, which he does, you know, by the end of the movie. And so there's no way you're going to have deductive reasoning. You're just going to fucking want to kill. It, this guy, I mean, yeah, and he's a bad cop. I mean, his he's he goes to the station and they're like, "You're a loose cannon, Matthews." <laughs> I mean, this this guy's not, yeah, he's not playing by the rules, and he's not. I mean, he's he already has a control issue. Mm-hmm. So in the situation, I, I don't know. Like, I I understand that if he sat there and he may have won, but there's really no chance of that. I don't think so. But you think oh, yeah. he, that he would have, Dave? Well, for, I understand your point of view, mm-hmm. but we saw it with our own eyes. They stayed there and the fucking beep, the fucking thing went off after how many hours, whatever the time was, and the safe opens on its own. So we said, stay right here. The fucking, at this time, he's in a safe, safe and secure place. You'll see him. <laughs> I think if he, yeah. if he had been a, like a legit cop or a good person, <laughs> it may have Maybe. worked. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just easy to detect what his motives were going to be. And he didn't give a fuck because he didn't like him anyway. But he, can, but he can have a clear conscience on that one. There's some he can and there's some there can't. In this one, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, he, he figured out. It's easy to tell he's the hothead. He's going to fucking do that. Yes. But he still said, listen to me. This is what's going to happen. And it would have. He would have been a man of his word if he stayed there. So that's all I'm saying. He can yeah. have a clear conscience on that. He gave his conscience an out. He's like, well, I, yeah, told, him, go. I told him I can't, I can't hold this uh, against myself <laughs> for the rest of my life. Which is like two weeks, apparently. So, um. <laughs> it's true. I'm but still, still I'm you. still. Every time I've seen this movie, I'm still confused about. I just don't understand where Seventh Heaven fits in in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> where I don't Lu- either. Lucy Camden, I, she just right for for me. Like out of everybody in this house, they all seem like hardened criminals, and they just mm-hmm. throw this random chick in there. Yeah, I, I, that was my biggest question. Is you know, what did she do if every one of these people did jail time? But you said she went out a rider some shit and was like just a klepto or something like that, right? Yeah, and they made it sound like it was like a, a, a like a like a petty arrest for some minor theft or something. <laughs> Jesus. And these <laughs> other people are like dealing like fucking uh, crocodile to like four year olds. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like something a detective would would waste his time on. It sounds like somebody in a, a uniformed cop would be arresting, you know, petty theft. And people and shit like that. But this guy supposedly framed her for theft. <laughs> he planted evidence. Maybe it he was put personal. The bazooka, he put the bazooka Joe in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm taking you down, whore. <laughs> whore? <laughs> They're all whores to fucking Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. In real life. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> oh, true. Man. You know, she was not essential to this movie whatsoever. She doesn't even die a good death. Why no need? No need. That, no, no. She didn't. wasn't helpful to the plot in any way. She could have been left completely out of the movie, and it would have been none the fucking you know nonetheless for it at all. Why did they put? That's the problem with this movie. Part one. There's two people in a fucking room. This movie. There's fucking what eight eight people he's fucking with. Seven. I, yeah, seven adults and one child. 
To me, it, it probably boy. comes down to the pre-production. Like the first Saw came out and on Halloween, and they had another one in theaters by Halloween the next year. Well, they didn't know they were gonna. You know, nowadays they start making the next one before the first one even comes out. You know, they have a jump on it uh, to make to crank out a movie in a year. You know, you gotta kill. You know, trim a lot of shit and pre-production probably took a big hit whereas if they had more time they would have rewrote the draft a couple more times would have trimmed the fat and and all that stuff so and also it goes back to what you said johnny about they just took somebody else's script and adapted it uh you know like uh die hard three you know and shit like that so yeah and sometimes that works but you know a lot of times i mean you can definitely tell you can like you can obviously see why it doesn't work, especially with his motives. Like that's why we're finding so many like holes in Jigsaw's motive. So yeah, it's a fucking so Matthews reaches his boiling point and he just fucking loses it. Tells the cops, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy." And the SWAT team is like, "All right, yeah, yeah, let's let's just <laughs> let him beat him up." You know, I'm like, "Is this what what town are they in where this is okay for police?" Please to do. It's well, doesn't do, doesn't SWAT have rank over a cop? Uh, I have no idea how. That I would works, think so, but yeah, I don't know. He pushed the one guy aside like it was nothing at the, in the one scene. <laughs> the SWAT is, is led by Daniel Rigg is the character's name, and he comes back for a couple more sequels. It, it's uh, it's like they take all these sub characters and keep giving them bigger and bigger roles as the series goes on. Yeah, but, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I thought it was funny. His name was Rig, right? You know, and I'm like Rig, Riggs, Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover, Connection. <laughs> Plus all I the traps. Rig. What is it? <laughs> all the traps being rigged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's better. If he if he had said I'm getting too old for this shit, I lost it. <laughs> Dude, you're like 32. Clearly, you're you're fine. Um, all these traps. <laughs> that's what Glover should have said in the first one when he was just losing his mind he should have just, just all all his catchphrases just start should have start flooding in you know he, he should say that in almost every movie yeah exactly even if it's a period piece and he's like the 1700s he should say it <laughs> nobody's gonna be mad no oh no it's fitting yeah he's definitely too old for this shit um but uh, with this fight between Matthew, well, it's not really a fight. It's a fucking beating of an old, oh. diseased man. You fucking I, son of a bitch! Oh, <laughs> a frail guy. He's yeah. frail as shit. Oh yeah, oh, but poor bastard. He uh, after a few hits and Jigsaw says something and he just fucking breaks his index finger. Like, ow, e, holy shit! Yeah. I felt that man. That was pretty brutal. Uh, it's like yeah, you are rough. not going to be pointing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was rough, and I yeah, I kind of did feel a little pity for him at that point. Just yeah. being, I was thinking about the cancer and everything else, even though he's portrayed to be what he is. The, you know, the the what? I mean, he pretty much takes him out of commission for the rest of the movie because after that, he's like, oh, Done. "Okay, dude, I'll I'll take you to where your fucking son is." You know, blah blah blah. They escape out the back door and shit, and he he drives him to. Uh, the location and it turns out to where the first movie took place in this warehouse and shit and he leaves Jigsaw in the van <clears throat> he runs inside you know and uh, the, the twist happens all that shit he gets locked in there by Amanda holy fuck pig mask but then uh, 
<laughs> the last shot of the movie is it leaves me feeling very strange because it's jigsaw just fucked up covered in blood sitting in this van just waiting to die supposedly and then he gets like this weird grin on his face and it's just like i don't i don't know i'm glad they ended the movie on jigsaw cuz he's the you know he's a, such a big character but it's like wow they could have put him in a better light i think or something well, when this first came out, I remember people swearing that he died. I was like, he didn't die. He just was sitting there bloodied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he smiles ever so slightly. So, But, yeah, it looks like he could be. If he didn't move, yeah, I would think he's dead, and that was it. Oh, yeah, you can totally see the, yeah, the smile. Mm-hmm. And especially because, you know, Amanda's giving this fucking speech on the tape recorder about, uh, yeah. you know, the legacy and the only yep. way to uh survive death is infamy or not dying or some bullshit i don't know but yeah uh, i like it i think it's great and i think that's why he's smiling about it because his fucking plan worked yeah i, I, guess I liked that's, it and ended yeah. that way you know like, like, huh. here take this key go in there and uh everything's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah exactly you know what's coming he's fucking yeah. he's happy as shit and he's happy as shit for amanda and that his work's gonna carry mm-hmm. on yeah so yeah i i like that it ended that way now, what was Amanda doing this whole fucking movie? Because they cut to her every now and then inside the house. And I remember one point in particular, she's like lifting up a couch and then she just oh, yeah, the she rope. just grabs a rope. And it's like, what the, what? What is she doing? Just, and you know, and earlier in the movie, she, she goes straight to the fireplace and just, you know, it's digging around and shit. It's like, what, they, they got to give her something to do because the twist, you know, should prove that she literally has nothing to do. And so it's like the rope thing really threw me off though. It's like, okay, did you know that rope was there? What what are you even doing with that rope? Dude, that's like <laughs> remedial trap setting, man. She's like going <laughs> to drop a couch on somebody. <laughs> Use the leverage of the rope. <laughs> She's going to tie all these people down to the train tracks and just wait for the train to do her do her fucking dirty work. <laughs> Holy shit. I think she was trying to get them to follow her lead. That's what I think. She was trying to say, yeah, yeah. this is a game, and you all have a chance. No, he's just testing us. She kept saying things throughout where you can buy into it. you know. And I think she was trying to say, hey, look what I'm doing. Maybe you guys should do the same. I'm looking everywhere. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm trying to show you that there's a way out because I've survived before. So this is what I can do. Yeah. That's what I think. But I'll tell you what. That, that, that's a big thing. This is why this movie falls flat for me is that I figured it out at the movies. Fucking right after the girl died from poison, and everyone else has been coughing up blood and, and showing themselves, except for her and the kid. She didn't do one thing. I knew. I mean, you know what? She's not poisoned. She's fucking in on this somehow. And it was great at the end. Still, I still love that mm-hmm. when they show exactly how he aligned himself with her, and the whole backstory is great. I love it, and I love the finish. That's all great. But I did figure that part out at the movies, and that's that, that's an issue I have. Why didn't they just have her fucking cough? And fake it a few times. Yeah, she never did, huh? I guess Not I never once. even noticed that. I guess I never paid attention I didn't to that either, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's the problem. That's one of the th- things with me in this movie is that halfway through, I figured out one of the parts of the big twist. I still think it was very cool at the end how they discovered that the tape was on play, and then when the kid gets out of the safe, and they, and they show how she came to be with them, and what yeah. you know, the legacy. I liked all that. I yes, thought it, it worked great. very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, but unfortunately, because I figured out Amanda was hooked up, you know. At that moment, I was like, eh, it, it, it wasn't quite as impactful. It's, uh, you know, and it gets me thinking because, okay, this whole movie, 
now that I've sat here and analyzed it with you guys, is really about Amanda getting Detective Matthews. And so to do that, they didn't have to do any of this house shit whatsoever. I mean, yeah, he needed to see that his son was being held captive. Well, he could have just kidnapped his son and put him in a room, put a camera on him. That's all he had to do. They went through this whole rigmarole, you know, f- for what? I-, I know why. You know, it's it's a movie. You know, they need to entertain us. This is what we want to see. But, you know, in the long game, you know, as these characters, they really didn't have to do that. So it's kind of weird. <clears throat> I mean, they didn't even really need to involve the son. He could have just thrown Detective Matthews into a trap. Yeah, true, true that. But Jigsaw gets <laughs> off on manipulating uh, people. I mean, we talked about in the first movie, it's like, why does he do this? Why does he do that? He doesn't have to do this. Well, he just fucking, he gets off on on preaching his his uh, gospel to all these people, you know, and, and, and all that shit. He wants them to, to fight for their lives and... Uh, become a you know um, a, the X Men of society essentially and fucking adapt <laughs> and all this shit. <laughs> but you know what? This movie is all about training Amanda. That's why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to show Amanda one more thing before you know before he's he's got everything you know invested with her to carry on his legacy. He's all fucking grooming her to to be the next big thing. He's passing the torch, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, you're right. I think that he would want to show her, hey, check this out. This is how we fucking do things. This is why we do this. And I think it was just, you know, I think it was more for her than anything. Is that why it was orchestrated, though, more from his end? Because it seemed like he was getting more enjoyment out of the manipulation because she wasn't even a part of that. She was, like, in the house with them. I mean, she didn't have anything to do really with, you know, dealing directly with him until the very end. That's part of the test. He's testing her by putting her in that situation yeah. as well. Yeah, you're right. Oh, so he's she's, so she's being tested too. Okay. Too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's testing her in three too. He says it again. So he wants to be sure because he has his doubts, and we see later on why. But they they, they, they kind of touch upon it when towards the end of the movie that she's cutting herself, and you know, on top of the fact that she just rehabbed, and because of Jigsaw, she passed the test. Now she's fucking falling back. She's slipping up, and she's not doing heroin anymore. But she's fucking you know cutting herself and. Maybe attempting suicide is what it's alluding to. Whatever. Jigsaw hates emo. Just so so you guys know, doing heroin, I mean, cutting yourself, not as good as doing heroin.
Hello, have you ever heard of MSK3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host Nudie, along with my co-host Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not so favorite movies, on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Horophilia, and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com. What do you guys think? How do you rate fucking Saw 2? Uh, one out of five. Uh, Dave, what's up? I'm giving, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm giving it a, a, a cop-out rating. I'm giving it two and a half because that's just two the way I feel. Two and a half. Two and a half. Now, would you would you recommend this movie for people to watch? You know, you could still not like it necessarily. Would you tell people to peel it back or stick it up your crack? Ah, uh, well, only because if I recommend this, I'm thinking of the whole series and I'm thinking of the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for that reason, because you have to see this is detrimental to the rest of the series. So yeah, peel it back because everyone should see the whole series. So definitely peel this back. All right. I, I think, think? E- even with like the deconstructing that we've done, because you guys talking to you about it, I've seen this movie many times, and I and I love this. But talking with you guys, there are a lot of things I never even thought about, <laughs> <laughs> which makes me we're feel getting like, way too deep here. We're fucked up. <laughs> that being said, though, I mean, I'm gonna go four out of five. I really, as far nice. as the series goes, this is one of my favorite sequels, probably my favorite sequel. Hmm. Um, no and I would shit. definitely say peel it back. Nice. Four out of five. Holy shit. It's just for, for me because I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just, this is one that I, I, I like a lot. Yeah. You know, you like what you like, you know. Um, for me, this movie, uh, you know, it it's sort of, it's like the same movie as the first one. Sort of. Uh, you got the same kind of dueling stories. You got the cop story. You got the uh people in danger story you know but everything's bigger you got more cops you got more people more traps um you got a different twist but a similar twist you know and it's like well uh does that make this as good as that one you know is it as good i i don't think so i think ultimately this one uh falls back a little bit from the first one i give the first one a three out of five i'll give this one a two out of five i don't really like it all that much I feel like as the series goes on, it gets better, and uh, especially with Dar- Darren Bowsman, the director, and uh, what he wants to do with the character of Jigsaw and stuff like that. Um, but that being said, even though I, you know, I may not like it, I say peel this back. I say, you know, if you're even slightly intrigued by the series and where it might go, you gotta watch this one, and and, and all of the following sequels. Uh, be that unfortunate or fortunate, you know, but you have to. I say peel it back, uh, definitely. So, yeah, I think Jigsaw carries uh, this this movie. That's why I say two and a half. It's right in the middle, mm-hmm. you know. It, but I think he, he's like the he becomes kind of like the Doctor Loomis of the series. I'm surprised. Where... Yeah, <laughs> get your ass away from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised you had such a drop off, Dave, after the. Uh, after you gave the first one a five out of five, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, it disappointed me. Because it's like, not oh, that much of. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that far off from the first one. Really, I think that the first one was just 
it was everything about it was impactful. I didn't. I, I cared about the characters. The story intrigued me from beginning to end. Saw that Saw two. It did not. There was too much fucking. I like the interaction with Jigsaw and, and Matthews. Yeah. Um. I, I like some of the traps. I, I did not care about the characters. I didn't like all. Everything was fucking cluttered. There was too much fucking everything. Too much. They they ran everything into the ground from the first one. I thought they just. I don't know. All that cop action in the SWAT and all that other shit, that, that drama, and I don't know. I just, it didn't feel the same. The first one, you had that feel of, uh, you know, claustrophobia. It was more intimate, I think. This yeah. one, you had too much going on, you know, whereas if the movie even just focused more on Jigsaw and Matthews just talking, I think it would have been more impactful. Uh, but you with the story with Amanda and the house and all that stuff, it's... It's really just uh, it's a lot of filler, I think, with a lot of dull characters and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just, unfortunately, and, the, and, the, and par- partially due to the fact that I figured out the thing with Amanda before it didn't hit me as hard at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Everything was great about the first was kind of just blah on the second. But Jigsaw himself was great. Even though a lot of people are pretty down about the Saw series, it seems like um, I would say. I mean, I would say the series is pretty consistent. Like, um, I, besides the first one, I think they're all pretty consistent. After this, it's, there's one in the middle coming up that, uh, like, there's a grenade or something used for uh, death, and I I thought that was kind of lame. But <laughs> other than that, though, I think the series. I mean, I think it's there's really no low low point. Maybe really? the 3D. Oh, maybe man. the 3D. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. See, even though I gave this one a two, to me it gets lower. But you know, I guess we'll get there, and uh, that really brings us to the end. I guess, I guess we'll figure out if this was good enough uh, to get us the fuck out of here uh, for for all of our sakes, man. But uh, thanks, thanks Johnny Krug for sitting in with us and talking about Saw, man. It's been a blast. Hey, thanks, man. I I can't wait to get these chafing ass shackles off. Yeah, no shit. This is (laughs) fucked up. Oh, great. This asshole saw The Conjuring also. Why is everyone into dolls and puppets and shit now? Hello, Johnny Krug. Here is the key to your lock. Oh. Oh, great. Well, I guess that's that. You two have fun jerking off each other, assholes. What? Hey, Johnny, get back here. Help us get out of here. Yeah, Johnny, what the fuck, man? Come Help on, us man. out, shit, dude. We're fucking dying over here. Jesus Christ, man. Get oh. us out of here. Come on, please help us. Black house will rock Lost boy